0: All right. Here we are. Here I am. There I am. I can actually see myself across the way in the television. And I'm a little disappointed with my appearance. I'm starting to realize every once in a while when I get to see, you know, when you see yourself in, on television and or you see yourself in a picture and you go, whoa, whoa. I'm having that kind of month. I got to get it back on track. But my my only question to you today before we get into everything is how much soccer did you watch? This weekend, because that's what I'm blaming this on. I'm bloated. I I didn't drink. I just ate a lot of food. I got up early. I ended up taking like three naps. I, I you know Mother's Day is always its own thing. And if there's any mothers out there listening, I I this is a belated Happy Mother's Day to you. And I appreciate and love you for everything you do because I know how difficult that job is because it is a job. Happy Mother's Day, late. Uh, but that ha- Mother's Day always gets me. It's, what do you want, honey? It's your day. Uh, and for those of you who might remember, this is my first Mother's Day without my mom. So that was a weird feeling to not have the- that chance to talk to her um, on her day. I uh, miss her so much, it-, it hurts. But did talk to my sister about it, and um, we kind of got each other through it. But what a weekend. How much stuff went right and went wrong for certain clubs? You know, I mean, you could talk about Manchester City, who's just flying, and then Liverpool skips a beat. They they get the tie with Spurs, and it looks like City is is just going to walk to the finish line, which is its own story. And then you have Manchester United, it slips on a banana peel, uh, and they look so bad. My son, because yeah, I get up and watch the games, my son slept through that that one, and I had to be the one to break the news to him that his team was losing four nothing to Brighton. The look on his face alone kind of told that story. So they're they're pretty much going the wrong direction Arsenal get that weird win against Leeds and I'm I've made a decision that and, and I'm going to talk about it today in a different way but I've made a decision that I'm, I I really don't want to talk about my friend Jesse Marsh. I mean, there's a plenty of things that I that I, I'm thinking there's a plenty of things that I, I would under normal circumstances want to share but I do have an opinion about that and I'll get to that eventually I don't appreciate the position he's in I, I really don't and I actually think that it's a, there's a bit of unfairness to it. It's the same as Ralph Reiernik. And those two are connected, by the way. It's just not, it's a job that you make so many assumptions about. And the reality is, yeah, you know, when you take your first trip to some of these stadiums, it shouldn't be your first trip as a manager. It just shouldn't. You're learning so much on the fly. And I and I have my, my thoughts about these kind of things because the realities are that if, if you were to take the top eight teams in in the EPL right now, the top eight managers are not English. It's Spain, Portugal, Germany, 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 Italy. It's not England. It's getting weird. It's getting weird. I got my opinions about that. We got a. It's not been a good year for American managers. I mean, it's not looking good for Leeds, and it's not looking good for Matarazzo over there at Stuttgart. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that. So if you if you missed all the soccer that I <laughs> that I saw this weekend, and you and you look at what's all the rumors, which we've, which have now begun, because some teams are just idling. They're just idling to they just they're in neutral. They're just going to coast to the finish line because no, no matter what happens, nothing is going to change uh, the outcome of the rest of their season. So that that is something that will always have its effect. But there are some real battles, some real battles, and and you know if you're watching the EPL with Burnley, Everton, and Leeds, this is going to get weird. You got to give it to Everton though. Everton is well, they figured it out at the right time. Lampard gets that huge win against Chelsea, changed everything, and now he's jumped out. Or he, the the club, has jumped out of the relegation zone. Lots to talk about with Chelsea. I know I've been promising that for weeks. I'm not done with that. I'm going to wait until I'm going to wait till I'm going to I'm going to wait until this thing comes to a conclusion before I have any any real emotional reaction to whoever ends up with Chelsea. It might be the consortium coming out of the LA Dodgers, the Blues, and the Blues might be the way this goes, but. The reality of what today is going to be about, if I'm being completely honest, is the realities of what it means to be a manager in some of the top leagues and what it means to be a player that ends up in one of these top leagues. Because I I, I really took a hard look at it. And what I've decided is that when it comes to cars or homes, every once in a while, when we go through this. And you're buying a house. Let's just say you're buying a house. Let's look at it this way. Let's try and try and make the analogy or, or try and find the synergy of these two things. Anybody who's ever bought or sold a house knows exactly what I'm talking about. Somebody shows you the house. Who is that person? And how trustworthy are they? Let's pretend that that person that's been showing you the house and or the person that made the appraisal on that house is the agent. These people lie. Now, of course, they have their agenda, and they have—they're the ones that are going ultimately going to get paid for this this transaction. And as you watch how how players are, are moved, and 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 we've just lost one of the one of the biggest uh, agents in the world, in Mina, and he's he's gone, and God rest his soul. But but this is a guy that just walked in a room and said, "I want this amount of money, or I'm walking." and what has become you know, a, a business that you're always looking to try and get fair value. We've seen it happen a couple of times this year where it didn't really work out the way we thought it would. And yes, I'm going to talk about Ricardo Pepe and his transfer for $20 million to Augsburg. Because the person that I'm mad at right now, and if we're talking about managers, if you hire the wrong manager you, as, as a club, then, then you're the one that, that, to blame. But when you bring in the wrong player and it doesn't work, there's plenty of reasons why it's not going to work. But I feel like this is exactly like buying a house because I bought, I have a couple of properties here in Las Vegas. I'm actually going to, maybe that's why it's on my mind because I'm, I'm about to have to fix up my house so that I can get more money for it when I rent it out. How is that any different than, than what is happening in, in the global market right now? How is it any different than Ricardo Pepe? Because I've bought a house. Well, let's say the, the house caught a million do- it cost a million dollars. And I bought a house for a million dollars. And then after about a month, I walked through that house. And that isn't real travertine. It's not. I overspent. And why is the, uh, the tile all falling apart in the bathroom? And maybe these pipes aren't right. Hmm. How come there was a, uh, they, they, when, we, when we did the walkthrough, they said, I oh, don't worry about that room. It's just like the other room. There's a hole in the wall in that room. I just missed it. We get it, right? We get it that they're selling something. And agents are so smart when it comes to soccer players. Because they'll go to that club and say, he's going to be the next Menzukich. This guy's going to be the next Luka Tony. You watch. And that thought gets in your head. And you think to yourself, wow. What if he becomes the next whatever? When you're buying a house and you don't, do, uh, uh, you don't do the walkthrough and you don't do it right, you end up being stuck with a house that is not worth what, what you bought it for. That is by definition Ricardo Pepe. And what in, in anybody's thought process, and this is not a slag, but it is, and I'm sorry, but, but the coaching staff at FC Dallas, what on their resume warranted the idea that they would be able to properly rep- prepare Ricardo Pepe for anything that was about to happen to him in the real world? Take a look at their where, where they played and their experiences. How in the hell could anybody think for one second that this kid was prepared? He was nowhere near ready. But this is how it works. So, you know, I, I was, I mean, and I actually, I should not have, but damn, I keep doing this. I engage with these people on Twitter who have opinions about what's in the best interest of Ricardo Pepe at this point. What the hell are you talking about? Have any of you ever even understood for a second what it's, what it's like to stand on a professional football field? No, you haven't. You don't know what those emotions are. So that's step one. Step two, have you ever been in a room with the people that make decisions like this about a player's future in the buying process? Have you ever even talked to anybody in real life, in in the real world, somebody who was being honest with you about what you do once you have a player that you now need to unload? It's the same as the house. You bought the house. You're sitting there at night with your wife going, this house is nowhere near worth a million dollars. What do we do? What's the next step? Now, you don't want to spend more money. to. You realize you blew it. So do you want to rip up the kitchen and fix it on your own dime? The reality is, what do you do? You start taking out loans on the house so you can do that. You take out the equity in the home, just to improve the home that wasn't that good in the first place. You don't have to do that in soccer. So this conversation I had with, with somebody, it was um, U.S. national team something, who had an opinion about Pepe's future. Oh, do you think they're just going to give up on him? Of course, you're not going to give him, give up. But what you're going to do is you're going to get fair value for this investment that you made that you've just realized was a bad move. Yes, I just said that. It was a bad move, Augsburg. Somebody it took you out to dinner. You had a few glasses of wine and you thought that this was really going to be something. And we all got the Twitter and, 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 and the emails about, hey, buy Pepe's jersey. Well, how about he scores a goal first? Sorry that he wasn't as sexy as they sold him to you as. It just, it just never was going to work. And I'm the bad guy because six months ago, I said he's never going to score in the Bundesliga. Oh, you're just bitter and old and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I am. I actually am. Because if he's worth 20 million, back then I was worth 120. I know that makes me sound like an arrogant son of a bitch, but I don't care. I'm actually angry at what has happened to this kid because it's not fair to him. It's also not fair to some of these managers that end up on posts where they have no idea what they're doing. So let's go back to the house analogy. What do you do? Let's just imagine that you could actually pick that house up and put it somewhere on a street where it has no business being. It's the biggest house on the street. You drive by and you go, ooh, I wonder who lives there because it's not next to a couple of mansions. I know that's not, just, just work with me here, all right? Just try and get with me and think the way I'm trying to, I'm trying to uh, present this. So now this house just looks better because of where it is. Does the value of everything around it bring it down? Maybe, but there's a lot of people out there that would like to have the best house on the street and they're willing to pay for it. So the reason why you do that It's not that you're ever going to get fair value. You just, anybody who's ever sold a house that didn't want it anymore, you know what I'm talking about. You can't wait till you can sign that paperwork and the money hits the bank and that house is no longer yours. You don't have to worry about all this stuff that you know about the house that you refuse to tell the person who just bought it. And now it's their problem. That house doesn't work. Anybody out there know what I'm talking about? You bought a house and you went, oh God, I thought these people are smart. They know the pipes are going to go bad in about five weeks. That's why they were so anxious to get the paperwork done. These people might know that there's an existing injury, that that leg might go. You see what I'm saying here? I'm not saying Pepe had an injury. I'm just saying they sold a house for $20 million. Whether they were aware of all the flaws or not, makes them one hell of an agent, one hell of an agent, who basically just sold out. Because when you do that, and you do that once, I hope it was worth it because nobody else is going to believe the shit that you try to sling next time. You come at somebody and tell them that, tell somebody that he's going to be the next whatever. All they know is he's going to be the next Pepe. Now let's go back. We fix the house up on somebody else's dime. That's how you do it in soccer. Somebody out there is willing to take on his salary so that he can play somewhere else. And here's the best part. You still own the house. So somebody else is going to, because they need them for their level. He might go to Holland. He might go to Belgium. He might score 50 goals. Look at Holler. Look what Holler did at Ajax. Not a bad deal. Go prove that you can score because if you do that, suddenly that house looks worth a reasonable number. Whether you're cutting your losses or not, you're still cutting your losses. Because nobody's ever going to, if anybody thought that number was ever going to get over 20 million, you're out of your mind. But it's been done. Think about Josie Altador for a second. Let's just put Pepe on the Josie Altador track because it's not a bad career, folks. Blow it up in Holland, 20, 25 goals a year. How did he do in Hull? How did he do in Sunderland? Both of those teams went down. He never scored. But he comes back to the United States because he happens to be on the national team and they pay him $30 million over five years because he's famous. Unfortunately, he's famous for something that he shouldn't be famous for. But guess what? That worked out pretty good for Josie. The only way to make this house better is to clean it up on the inside. And I would equate that to bringing in a whole crew in there. We got to gut this kitchen. We got to redo the floor. says, that ain't travertine. Those tiles are screwed up. The pipes are wrong. How do you do that? And get somebody else to pay for it? It's genius. Pepe needs to be loaned out. And he needs to score somewhere. Because he certainly is never going to score in the Bundesliga. Now, here's the best part. They play Firth this coming weekend. He's going to play. He's going to play. Do you know how many people are trying to pass him the ball? Do you know how many people are trying to make this make sense? Not because they want him to stay, because they want some other dummy to buy the house. And if he scores a couple goals, oh, he just, it took him a while to score in a game that doesn't matter with a team that's already been relegated. Yeah, but yeah, did you see that? It's the same premise that some other dummy bought him in the first place. I know I sound like a callous ass, with what I'm, but I'm just angry that they did this to this boy. One, this country is not equipped to produce real players at that age. You've never had the opportunity to put them in a spot where they can actually learn. You learn more from this game than any coach. But when you are in, in, those, when you are in an environment which is actually real, where it matters when you win, people throw stuff at you when you lose. I'm not saying that's right. I'm just saying it makes you move a little quicker. It makes you get up a little earlier. It makes you treat your job like a job. But to go in there and the first two or three times he mistrapped the ball and the guy's are like, What's up with this guy? And he's just smiling, sorry about that. I'll get it. Yeah, just give me a minute. A month, two months, four months. Anyway, that's that rant. And it's all started because of some dummy on Twitter. So, I'm, you know, that's, that's kind of my world these days. I just get, I just get frustrated with people who want to create some sort of weird false narrative as if they know what they're talking about or what it's like to be the player or what it's like to even be the club on either side of the buying or selling end of it. You don't know. Everything that you are, are, are putting out there in the world is just an assumption. It's your own self-contained reality that you, you hope is going to be the case. And we all are hoping that Ricardo Pepe is going to figure it out. We were all hoping that Josh Sargent was going to figure it out. It was the last time he played? I get to say this because I lived it. I've seen the highs and the lows as a player. I've been relegated. I've had weeks where I was player of the week in the German Bundesliga, scoring two goals against Oliver Kahn. And I've had days where I got booed off the field along with the rest of my teammates because the performance wasn't there. I've been a part of teams that couldn't afford to replenish their squads. And we had to roll ourselves out there and get beat. And there's nothing I could do about it. There's nothing any of us could do about it. That's how you feel when you play for Norwich right now. Because the assumption was that simply because Stuttgart failed to get a victory against Bayern, that, and the original uh, tweet was, oh, hey, we'll get to see Ricardo Pepe in the Bundesliga next year. And I was, my immediate response was, I'm not too sure about that. And that's what stoked the fire for all these people who um, who wanted to get in a fight with me. Anyway... I feel for the kid. And and it's kind of back to one when it comes to the management side of things, because we all watched what happened with, with uh with Leeds this weekend. And that's, you know, that's a that's a pretty bad red card. These are all things that that managers can say to players, no matter what happens out there, we keep our composure. We gotta fight, but we can't be silly. Because we're human beings. We get caught up in them. We have we have Rushes the blood to the head. We, we, we actually make big mistakes in these kind of moments. And if you've never been in a big moment ever as a player, you don't know what to say. It's going to get tricky at the end here. Burnley has uh, Aston Villa this uh, again, and then they got Tottenham. So they have Tottenham first, which is interesting because Tottenham is probably going to blast them. They need to go. And after the, the, the war of words that we saw with Jurgen Klopp basically saying, I just don't like the style of football. They have a very talented team. But they don't play the style of football that I enjoyed to uh, watch. That was kind of a shot at, at at Conte, but let's see how he reacts to that. And unfortunately for Burnley, I think they will react. I think it'll be a 3-4-0. As much as Burnley has to play for, again, those are tough spots to be in as players. But having Burnley's got Spurs, Villa, and then they uh Newcastle. I, I think Newcastle is just like we did it, we pulled it off. We were at the bottom of the table a couple of months ago, and now look at us—we're in. It'd be hard to keep those guys out of the pubs this week. I don't blame them; they deserve it, actually. But to have to play Villa twice is interesting. They lost three to one this weekend, but they'll have them again. This time they got to go to Villa Park, which is weird. But Spurs, Villa, and and Newcastle—that's not a—that's not a fun last three. <laughs> Leeds have Chelsea and Brighton, who just blasted. Manchester United and Brentford, who's so much better than anybody is giving them credit for. If Leeds stay up, it's a miracle. It's an absolute miracle. And I, you know the way they do it in Germany, for example, is that you know so the, the the bottom two go down automatically, and then that team that's the third team to go down, which looks like it's going to be Stuttgart, they have to play in a red, relegation battle against the team that came in third in the second division. I mean, take a look at who that might end up being because that is where it's at. I know we have the, the, the playoff games for, for the championship in, in England to get in, but I really like the way Germany does it. I watched Bochum, Fall for Bochum. They, they went through it a few times. They, they failed uh, on a couple of occasions. I think, I think Hamburg was the one that stayed in by beating Bochum, which is a great game. Two very sorry clubs. This one's going to get cool at the end. And Stuttgart will be a part of that. Those of you who don't know, it's just a place on the map, but FFB Stuttgart. You know, in my day, in my day, the 91, 92, I mean, they were the best team in Germany. They won this about 10 years ago. I think uh, 11 years ago. They might've been the last team that, before Dortmund to actually pull it off and, and beat uh, beat out the Bayern and Dortmund. Stuttgart is a huge club. Huge club. Went down and they came right back up and they just haven't figured it out yet. In my day, it was Fritz Walter and uh, Gordinho. Uh, What a team they had! Michel Froncek. This probably means nothing to you, but I mean, you know, I think Bodo might have still been there. Uh, Bodo was, maybe it was Uli Stein. I don't know. Germans have always figured out goalkeeping. My day was the the goalkeepers I had to play against were Uli Stein, Bodo Ilgner, Oliver Kahn, Jens Lehmann. Those are the guys I had to get it past. Not easy. But I think this will be a very interesting if, I'm Honestly, it, is it over? Yeah, probably for, for the EPL. I don't think, I don't think uh, Man City slips up again. I just don't. I don't, just don't see them losing points anywhere. And it is a crazy week if, if all things being, being equal here. On Tuesday, you're already going to have Aston Villa-Liverpool, which is always a fun one for uh, Stevie G, which is I think he might be the first English manager that you run into when you get in the EPL. As far as the, as the table goes, by the funny, you know, because David Moyes is, is Scottish, by the way. That's why he was the perfect replacement for, uh, for Fergie, because that's, they just wanted to keep the same dialect going. But this week, you've got Villa. And then on Wednesday, Leeds at home, at Elland Road, against Chelsea. And Chelsea's right in the middle of it. And when, when they have their blip on the screen, they usually have a pretty strong recovery. And that's Watford Everton. Everton can pretty much if if Chelsea takes care of business, Everton can basically say you know Burnley and Leeds you fight it out. I'm done. I'm out of this thing. They still have a game in hand. Actually, this represents the game in hand. And Watford is 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 a is a beaten horse. They're done. Man City gets Wolves which has had their history of having games that, that, that they've made it difficult for their opponent there. They do have this one at home, but I don't see City slipping up. I just don't. And if you're paying attention in Italy, of course, Juventus and Inter, they've got the uh, Coppa Italia final, uh, which I'll be watching. And then Spurs gets Arsenal on Thursday. So we don't, we really get a cool week. I mean, as, as much as you're going to put into the Tuesday game, I mean, most most of us don't, even though Man City's manager Pep Guardiola is saying, "Well, everybody's rooting for Liverpool." The media, everybody—I don't think everybody agrees with that. But we get Villa and uh, Liverpool, which is a cool day for for CVG, as I said. And then on Wednesday, Leeds, Chelsea, Watford, Everton, Wolves, Man City, and the Copa Italia final. And then Thursday is Spurs, Arsenal. And I do believe, um, even though I'm not paying attention to the way I, I, I may have. Uh, could have been paying attention. The U.S. Uh, Lamar Hutt Open Cup is uh, back in action this week. I don't think we ever got a chance to congratulate the boys of Seattle. I think I did, maybe. But this was this was uh, congratulations to Garth Lagerwey and his crew uh, being the champions of Concacaf, which is a special day. That really is a that there is a, a, an accomplishment that I think we can really hang our hat on. And I, and I, if you look at the table, man, look where Seattle is. Seattle's smart, and, and this is this is why they're smart. Why would you give a crap about the first ten games in MLS? Look at Cincinnati for crying out loud! Cincinnati figured out the last three; they to beat Toronto twice, which is, by the way, Toronto. Yikes! I'm sure you know Bob Bradley is you know knows it better than anybody because he's been around so damn long. I think this might be his fifth team, but he you know, he'll figure that out. But wow, lose to Vancouver, Cincinnati, Cincinnati on the bounce there's you know you might want to take the mirrors down in the uh, locker room nobody wants to look in that one right now but look at look at look at the way it works I mean if, you, if Vancouver as bad as they are they, they 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 get a victory there was an iffy goal there I know TFC fans if there anybody in Toronto listen to this they I, I did I saw it I mean probably probably another you know mistake from a referee but the first ten games don't matter. So you know, Seattle gets it right. They basically said, "Look, let's 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 focus on, you know, a cup that we can win now. Let's not have our eye on the prize and say that we want to be there in December. Of course, everybody wants to be there in December. That's freaking seven months away. Relax. We'll get there. Win the trophy that's in front of you. So I I I think that was so wise of Seattle to do it the way they did." It just was. It was. I mean, it, it, NYCFC came into the competition looking the part as well. And then when it came down to the end, when they, it was two Mexican teams playing against two uh, MLS teams, with all in all reality, if, if, if it would have been different, it, it may have been. And it, been, it has been in the past, two Mexican teams. It should have been. If you we were talking about the best teams, it should have been NYCFC versus Seattle in the final. That's a semifinal. But it is a very cool cool achievement. I did see another play. I I, I apologize. I really do apologize for not paying closer attention to it. But there was a foul in the NWSL. There was a lot of stuff that happened. Pay attention to the NWSL. Maybe that's why I don't have everybody's name right right now. But man, a lot went on this week. And one of the women got kicked in the chest uh, they had to, it, the players had to help just to get her off the field. And when I, when I started this podcast, I said, how much soccer did you watch? I watched too much, and I apologize in advance because I can't ever remember what I saw. But there was one, ta- there was one tackle that was so bad. This, this, this poor woman's ankle almost goes underneath her thigh. And, it, oh, my God, you could almost see it, like right on the verge of cracking in half. No foul, no penalty. Nothing, move on. Man, referees, get your act together, please. Please, I'm, I'm actually doing this week. I actually, what I really want to do. Hey there, you guys all right? Enjoy Vegas, love you. There, I was, again, people walk by, they wave. I wave back, I do react. She seemed really happy to see me, by the way. Did you guys see that? She was really happy to see me. I don't know, I don't, I don't know if that might've been an old friend. I, I, I have no idea, but that was, that was a special reaction. Either way, again, for those of you who are going, what the hell is he talking about? I'm in the studio. I'm in this gorgeous studio, Blue Wire Studios. It's amazing. Uh, if you're ever in the wind, you need to you know take take a moment, take a little tour, and find us. Find us, and then you get to walk by, and give me a wave, if I'm here. Uh, but it's 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 really true. There's a huge glass window. This isn't Good Morning America, but there's a huge glass window, and so everybody can see me in here. And they um, sometimes they take the time to say hello. And, and let's face it, guys. It's getting closer to summer, so there's going to be a lot of people going by in bathing suits. So if if I if I lose my train of thought or I I lose my focus, we I already have I have a built-in excuse because we are on the way to the pool here. So and it's starting to get warmer. But as I said, I am at the wind. This is for the wind. Sorry for not introducing myself earlier. Uh, and this is the resort and casino that you need to visit over the summer. Because if you don't, you're just a dummy. This place is absolutely. Phenomenal. And you can and, and I like to, you know, I like to play this other game. When people walk past, I like to guess where they're from. Believe it or not, people, if I if I talk to you, I don't care who you are, if I if I talk to you for more than five minutes, I am hundred percent sure that I can tell you where you live and where you're from within a hundred mile radius in five minutes. Anywhere. I did it this weekend. I mean, it's just, it's just because, you know, somebody hits you with an accent and you're, and, and England's tough. And Warren Barton taught me this. And Warren Barton's a really good friend. We'll get him, eventually we'll get him on the show. We'll talk about Newcastle. I don't think he wants to talk this week after the five nil, but in England, you can do it. You can, I mean, it's, 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 as you get to the middle of the country, as you come from North and you get the Geordies and the, and then you get in the Londoners and there's just South London, North London, and, and, and they all have their own way of talking. The same thing in Germany. So I can I can follow the accent as it migrates south as well. It's just like this country. Y'all gonna go out there and get something to eat? I mean, that is how you speak essentially when you are on that little corner of Sarbruck and 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 That accent is is has a French, a very French component to it. So that's how you speak. When you get to the middle of the country, it's, it's, it's more Hochdeutsch, which means high German, which, which means everybody speaks. Uh, the, when you say hello, when you say wie geht's dia, or you say wie geht's ihr, which, which is a different way of saying it. You have to Z. Z is the word that you are being very proper. Or do, if you say as in you. Z would be, I don't know you. I'm being proper. I'm going to speak it. You know. You'll notice these things. So when, when, when I'm in Vegas, I love this. I can always talk to somebody for a couple minutes and there's always a little twang. There's always something. And then you just keep honing in. And if you ask the right questions, without actually saying where you're from, you you ask the right questions, you can actually figure it out. And that circle of where you live just keeps circling in. Like I can figure out where these two are from in about, I don't know, a couple of minutes. They're good people though. God, it's just the young, beautiful people walking by today. I'm getting old. All right, so um, let me get back to the soccer. As I, as I did say, uh, and, and this is just kind of a recap, for those of you who are, are upset with me about my opinions about Ricardo Pepe, let me remind you that you're American, okay? You don't have the same experiences. You only have these experiences in this game that this league, MLS, has provided for you and or our national team, which isn't much. And I should not be apologetic about the fact that I know more than you. I'm not trying to say this in an arrogant way, but I am so tired of so many of you believing that just because we have a league and we've built a bunch of stadiums, that that means that we can just merge into the real world of football. Facilities versus abilities. Learn that phrase. Just because it's a wonderful facility does not make the player, the environment, and the information make the player. And you got to earn your way to that stage. They don't just put anybody up at the grand old opera. They don't. You got to earn your way in there before you have earned the right to put your hand on that microphone. I had used this, 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 Analogy before, but but look at it. If we're not selling a house anymore, what we need is better agents in this world. These agents, these scumbags, are just trying to make money, and they'll do whatever it takes to make sure that their pockets got lined. Go back and watch some movies. Go go uh, go watch the movie that Queen made, Bohemian Rhapsody. Look at where they started. Look at where they were. They were playing in somebody's closet for crying out loud. They were good. And then eventually came in, somebody came and saw him and said, we're, we're, we're going to push this, not straight to the top. We're going to incrementally grow as a band and we're going to get there. But if you've never been in those environments, it's not fair to you. It's just not fair if you don't have the preparation to stick you on the stage with 100,000 people and say, Sing. If you can't sing yet, and yet is the appropriate word. because There's a couple different kinds of players, and there's players that will never be good enough. You're not good enough. And then there's players who are not good enough yet. And then there's players who are good enough. But the player, the hardest part is figuring out that player who is good enough, just not yet, that needs the appropriate training to get to that finish line. This country cannot provide that. Learn that, America. Understand that, and then you won't say stupid stuff on Twitter and ruin my day. All right, that's it for me. I got stuff to do. It's getting closer to one o'clock. Uh, I'm sorry for being such an angry man today, but you know what? Sometimes a little bit of truth doesn't hurt. And uh, I was going to wait until after Mother's Day because I, I, you know, Mother's Day is a big day for me. It's a big day for for all you moms out there, but, but, uh, the mom in my house is a special woman. And when she got, uh, she got some special treatment yesterday. Uh, and it was, uh, and this is kind of funny, but I, she, a couple of her friends were in town. So basically mom didn't get home until two o'clock in the morning on, on Sunday, which was great because she had to sleep in. And it gave me more time to prepare for all the balloons and the waffles and all that stuff. But, uh, I wanted to wait to be an angry guy until after uh, Mother's Day was over. And it's over. And we're coming into the uh, the business end of, of the uh, the Champions League. We got the final coming up. Uh, if you didn't see it, um, Real Madrid did lose to Atlante, but, but guess what? That guy with the beard was sitting on the bench. And that's a smart move. Again, Ancelotti. Again. I'm going to buy him a cigar right now. and By the time it gets there, it'll be perfect timing. Because he's going to be smoking another one when this one's over. All right, that's it for me. Uh, as I say, as always, continue to be good human beings out there. Be kind, be nice to each other. It, it really does go a long way. Change somebody's day today or next, or, or next week. I don't care. Just, just try, smile. Smiling uh, cures a lot, of, a lot of problems. So I'm going to try and, uh, since I'm out of angry mode, I'm going to go smile a little bit, go have lunch, and uh, eventually go get to pick up my kids uh, from school later on today. And that will make my day. In the meantime, be good humans out there and we'll hear you next time.